And he'd do like a check-in on how the project was doing, the consultants and all that. And we're like, what is going on? So we're like, you know, we're willing to come into the office and meet with you during normal business hours if you'd like. And he's like, nope, this is what works for me. I have a two-hour commute. It gives me a chance to feel like I'm getting a lot done. I can take this call and drive home at the same time. <laughs> and then just this week, for your other example of testing, I'm work we're working on a new project. We just started working on a digital transformation for a client. And one of the first questions I always ask is, how would you like me to communicate with you? And sure enough, text. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, it's just, there's a lot of preference, and it's very subjective um, to your audience as far as what they prefer. Um, other thing I'm wondering about, this is probably one of my favorite questions, mm -hmm. is first impressions. So when you meet someone in person for the first time, in your mind, give us some tips of how you want to make them remember you. Because first impressions should be a very you know big deal. So walk us through that. That's another funny story, actually. <laughs> so this is my favorite story in person. Okay. So um, I was on a sales call with one of my account managers out of Minnesota, and he had worked really, really hard to get this meeting with a client. It was a major account. We were all excited about it. It was the head of the vendor program. We're all really excited about it. So it's a morning meeting. So he decides it's going to go and get some coffee for all of us. And we're going to bring it to the meeting. And have a, so we bring the coffee to the meeting. We sit down. We're having a great meeting. Everything's going well. We're connecting. We're feeling like it's a match. And sure enough, I'm Italian. I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> I don't spill one coffee. I spill all of the coffees. Every coffee went down. <laughs> all over. Oh, you were the talk. All over the client. All over the table. All over the floor. That's how they remember you, right? So I, I bet you if you call that client today, she's going to remember me. That's great. I mean, some of those inadvertently, you know, unintentional things can really go a long way. I mean, in that moment. So. Yeah, it's kind so of funny. funny. We still laugh about it today. <laughs> but I really wanted to give your audience some real tips oh, that I okay. think they could use because I kind of like TVI. I want to have that warning. We're not recommending you spill coffee on people. Um, the, the tips that I would have would be be prepared. Do your research and be prepared. That's really, really important. That's something we drive home all the time here at iTech is you really don't want to waste people's time. You want to come prepared. You want to know what you're going to talk about. The, the second thing is be organized. You know, know, know what it is that, you know, have an agenda. Know what it is you want to talk about. Know your topics. That's important. Sure. And the third one is be enthusiastic about your topic. Just like you and I are excited about this topic, we get to you, people can tell we're excited about this. It's something that's passionate to us. Yeah. That's That keeps people engaged right there. Sure. And with that, when you are interested and engaged in a topic, then you just naturally find yourself asking questions. You're going to want to ask questions. You're going to know more about it. And by you asking more questions and wanting to know more about it, that, that helps make an impression because you're getting all this information that's helping you understand the people better. And lastly, I'd say be flexible. Be flexible, okay. And by that, I mean we've all 
had training by now, even, it's funny, I was just talking to my niece who's in college, and they even do it in college nowadays. She's a social a psychology major, and, you know, all the testing of the different personality types and everything, and there's people that are drivers, there are people that are into teamwork, so you've got to know that not everybody's going to, like your style, you have to adapt to other people's style, and, sure. you know, with that, I'd, I'd like to demonstrate that with, with another story, too, in my area. <laughs> um, one time we went on the, another sales call and you know we talk about making a connection trying to find commonality commonality and ways to relate to people well we walk in into the office and the hiring manager he's again in charge of the whole program so we got to get by him to get in the program <laughs> and we sit down he goes have a seat let me start by asking you a question just like that. No no small talk, no nothing. And his question was, why should I work with you over the 13 other vendors that have been there? Good question. So, you know, that's being prepared. You gotta sure. know how to answer that. You gotta know what your value statement is and go forward with that. Good, good. So I kind of had an engagement on my list, but you kind of already dovetailed into that a little bit. So we'll move on to, let's say we have not met ever for the first time we're meeting. Let's say we're meeting tomorrow for the first time. And at least in my mind, when I'm ever meeting someone for the first time, I try to have a, a goal in my mind, what I want to achieve that day. Walk us through that. As you're meeting someone for the first time, what is your goal when they're walking through the door in your mind? What, what is your goal? Give us some tips on that, meeting someone for the first time. Meeting someone for the first time, it really is to learn more about them, to really understand what's important in them so that we really can have value. There's nothing worse to me than wasting somebody's time. Having a meeting and having them walk out feel like they didn't get anything out of it. And, you know, that goes back to the days, Jim, when I actually was a hiring manager myself. I had a big project back in the 90s, and I had 60 people on my project. And I would have salespeople come in and you know call me all the time. The word got out. I had 60 people, a lot of contractors. Everyone wanted to work with me, and they would call me up and say, "Do you want to have coffee?" And, I, and you know, at the time, I had two small children. I had this project to run. I had 60 consultants. I had meetings all day long. Why do I want to have coffee with you? You haven't provided any value. You haven't told me anything that made me want to have coffee with you. So that's our mantra here at iTech. It's all about really trying to find a way to add value to somebody, find out how you can add value. Okay. So my last question I have is, uh, with your current uh, clients, do you feel you're fully engaged with them? Do you think there's anything holding them back? Give us some thoughts on that. Yeah, I do feel like we're fully engaged. And the reason I could say that with honesty is because we've had a lot of our clients for a very long time. And the same thing is true with the consultants. It's just as important for us to be engaged with the consultants. And so, you know, when we get we get clients that we've had since 1995, and then we have consultants that we put on three or four different engagements. So those are all really important things. Sure. So, you know, one, one thing about engaging with them is really being on their level. So I myself was a consultant as well as a hiring manager. When I first 
first started the company, I hired I hired my fellow IT friends so that they would be people that could understand the clients and the consultants as well. So they would know what it was like to be a day in the life. So that was really important to us, and that's what we did. Okay. Um, to prove that, kind of the proof is in the pudding, is back in October, we did a review page on our website. We decided to post through the reviews, let people have a chance, kind of like, you know, reviews on Google and that kind of thing, but put on our own website. So we went to our consultants and our clients and asked them if they wanted to post reviews. And they did, and most of the feedback came back saying that they did feel that they were different at iTech, that, that they were treated differently, that they saw the value, that we provided something that other people weren't providing. And for me, that's really the proof of the pudding, you know. But the, one, the other thing I wanted to say, if I can, is two other things on this. We're talking about making a positive connection, but you and I both know that that's the first step. Yep. The next piece is really maintaining the connection, and that's really what provides the long-term value, is staying with people right. and continuing to provide value year and year, because it's really true, the old saying, what have you done for me lately? If you're not there, somebody else is going to be, you're so right. it's all about <laughs> continuing to provide value. And one thing that we do do at iTech that I really like is we call it the continuous communication process, mm. and it's all about checkpoints and touch points and when we want to check in with somebody how to check in with somebody you know alerts to check in with people so it's all about making sure we do do the continuous check -in. Okay. and lastly gratitude I think that's the, the key to this whole thing making connections really being thankful sure. for having the people to make the connections with and with us, that's our clients, our consultants, the people that work in the office. Without our clients, we'd never be in business. Without the consultants going in every day and doing the work for our clients, and then the employees here that are here every day for everybody out in the field to help them. That's really what ties it all together. Good, that's such great advice. I want to share next with you a quick story. Is um, really about making that first impression. I'll give you a quick story. Is my kids like Target, my preferred store. We were at Walmart one particular day, and in Walmart, it's a mecca of cable companies. Mm -hmm. So there was two young salesmen out of college in the electronics department. They're selling cable on a table with pamphlets. And as I walked by, they said, "Hey, do you have a few minutes?" And I said, "Sure." So they stopped me and they said, hey, who's your cable company? I said, my cable company is so on and so forth. They said, great. Next question they said is, how much are you paying immediately? Mm -hmm. I said, stop. Let me give you some advice. Can I ask you some questions? So mm -hmm. I'm turning it around. A couple things in my head, they're going to get irritated or they're going to embrace it. So they didn't embrace it. And I said to them, let me give you some tips I said to them. I said, number tip number one, I said, you've got to have a control. You're selling cable without a product. I call that dry selling. Okay. It's selling without the product. So if I'm a consumer, you need to show me the remote, show me the features. I gotta touch it. You gotta reel me in with that. There's no product here. You gotta have the control I told them. Tip number two, I said ask the right questions. Now if you remember his immediate next question was is how much are you paying? How does he know that's the most important feature for me right. as a consumer? You need to ask the right question. Instead, he should have said, what's the most important feature when you're looking for a cable company? And then you would pull it from there. Mm -hmm. So I told him, you, you got to ask the right questions. I said, number three, know your audience and have a plan. 
for example, uh, there's so many different personality types, right? You know, your family-oriented folks, single folks, kids with children tied to their legs, right? So with, what's good about Toys R Us, um, I go there many times with my children, is uh, Jeffrey, the, Jeffrey the giraffe, right? right? The mascot. You're in a toy story that's bad enough, right? The kids are all running around all over the place, but they use that as a control to lure people in. Now, if I'm a cable company, do I have a mascot? Do I have something that I can really bring folks that have kids and have the, the kids lead the parents to that conversation? It can be done very easily just by having a mascot, right? So if you have something like that, I said, you got to do that. Tip number four, this is probably the most simplest overlooked thing it is utilize social media, right? If I'm going to be at an event, why don't I post that on social media? Uh, a cable company, X, Y, and Z, I'm here at Walmart, come down, we're having great things, which tails into my next thing was tip number five, to, which we talked about is being engaged, right? So I was at a carnival once, and um, what they do at the carnival is they try to have you play the games, right? Mm-hmm. So one particular day, one of the carnivals, he said, hey, do you want to play baseball? And I was like walking away, and he actually took the baseball and threw it at me, literally threw the baseball at me, and he figured I'd take the baseball and then go play the game, but I left it and walked away. So he felt that engagement. you got to be engaged, and it really ties back to another quick story. I was at SIT17 in London in June, and Avanti is an ITSM company, right? They do service catalogs, right? So let's say you have a new hire that's out here at ITAC, right? Yeah. And you want to order maybe a monitor or a computer for them? The service catalog has the ability to do that. So you go on there, you pick what you want, there's pictures, right? And then you order it, and then it shows up, and you use this as a control. Well, what's good about Avanti and the uh, London conference is they use coffee and lattes. So they're demonstrating their ability. So I have a tablet, I'm ordering a coffee, and then they're bringing it to me. Mm-hmm. They have a product, they're showing it to me, right? So I said, this is invaluable. You have to have a product. you got to be engaged, I told them. And tip number six, I said, is back to my other point, is how do you get people to come and stop? I bet you, out of the hour that you were here, probably 50 people might have walked by, right? How many people did you actually are interested? You got to have something to make them interested. Why not have a contest, right? Basketball, shoot, right? You can get their email, their phone number. Highest score, guess what's going to happen? If I'm the highest scorer at that basketball contest, I'm going to actually get my business earned because I'm the consumer and I'm going to tell you what I want. You're going to give it to me because I won the contest. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you just generated a pipeline of people done very easily just by having a, a contest, which you can advertise on social media, all things you can do for free. So I told them, you got to do all these things. And the last tip, number six, very important, and you probably know this better than anyone, know your competitors, right? Yeah. So if I'm iTech Solutions and I'm doing some hiring, whatever it might be, and the hiring manager says, well, I want this, and you, and you know your competitors, you might say, great news, iTech, I'm the only one that can give it to you because you know your competitors. So very, very important facts. So Kay, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show. Sure. It was uh, nice having you here. I hope these tips you find very valuable to, valuable to you. This podcast can be found on McGeeLeadership.com. And a special announcement for our August podcast, working remotely or working at home. We're going to be filming in a variety of locations. We'll be filming someone from Indonesia. Uh, we'll do a quick little podcast on that. We'll also be doing interviews from 900 feet elevation in front of a cave in the Manitoba Forest, hence being working remote, right? We're in a remote area. Yeah. We'll be doing interviews up there. 
and that'll be on eLeadership.com. Thanks again, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Take care. She's just a girl and she's on fire. Hotter than a fantasy, lonely like a highway. She's living in a world and it's on fire. Filled with catastrophe, but she knows she can fly away. She's just a girl, but she's on fire.